This is Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 87.5 of Using the Whole Whale. I am not George Weiner, but I am fellow whaler, Olivia Marlo Giovetti, interviewing George Weiner. Hi, George. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on the podcast today. Um, you know, I've been hoping that I would get a slot, but uh, here we are. Dream answer. I'm just so glad you said yes. Um, <laughs> thank you for accepting this rose. Oh, boy. Wait, this uh, is the wrong podcast, right? No, no. Okay. That's the other no, podcast. We'll do that later. Okay. What are we talking about today, dude? Well, uh, this is a companion episode to episode 87 in which you asked me to report back on South by Southwest. And while I was in Austin, you were just getting back from your own conference. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the Strata Data Conference is probably the, the best known for data scientists and cross-industry leaders, software solutions, and, and and pieces that are working toward the answer of how are we using big data, what is being done with machine learning, how do we all get smarter. It is a broad industry conference, I'll say, you know, about, I'd say roughly uh, ish 1,500-ish people happened in San Jose in March, and there's a, a number of other ones. The next one, I think, is coming up in New York, but you can find more looking up the conference. It was a sort of dream of mine to present at this conference, and I came so close uh, to presenting. But actually, the very own, our very own, uh, and when our design whaler presented not one but two times at this very, very 90%-ish uh, male, uh, male attended and presented uh, conference. She crushed it, and I learned a heck of a lot, too. Um, also, really cool that our next episode, you actually interview Tim O'Reilly uh, of O'Reilly Media, uh, the creator of this conference. So uh, what can I tell you? What can I tell you about this conference, Olivia? First of all, you were in San Jose. How was the taco scene there? Yeah, I feel like uh, all conferences have to have a separate taco rating. Uh, mm-hmm. They had an incredible taco game. I say incredible because they had uh, one of the cooler after parties at like one of these marketplaces that they bought out and had us run around like all these little taco stands that uh, were giving out samples. Um, I ate all of the tacos, Olivia. You had a taco crawl. I did. I taco crawled hard and then I danced hard with uh, with folks at, at the conference as I normally do. I attend conferences pretty hard. Um, you, you do. We have attended a conference together. um so yes taco game strong uh next 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 question well now that we've kind of you know warmed people up to the idea of talking about a data conference with tacos uh tell me a little bit about what some of the key takeaways were uh maybe both from ann's talks which were awesome or uh overall the other the other panels that you attended absolutely so ann's topics uh range right so she did an ignite presentation in front of you know 500 plus people around that crazy five minute you know slide auto advances every 15 second type of thing and it was around a b testing for organs and how uh whole whale and our client case study with donate life america 
the largest organ donation network in the country, is working on their online form testing for what we learned through that process. Super awesome. Again, it'll be in the podcast notes that you can watch. And the other piece that she talked about was our case study of working with Power Poetry, the largest teen poetry platform in the country, and our use of machine learning to build a rap poetry genome and poetry genome in general using machine learning uh it was really awesome because like the next person that went was talking about like life insurance and the one before that was like optimizing the like ibm experience for pipelines uh and then we just like rolled in deep with social impact i loved it and crushed it um yeah it was great that was like some hamilton magic right there yeah yeah um so other pieces that I was glad I went is, again, you know, you're going to these outside industry conferences to get your mind blown a little bit about how the rest of the field uh, is are using these technologies, are using big data. And I'm always looking for like the social impact angle. But I had my mind blown first off, like walking through the the general, uh, you know, fair area where they have all these like, different vendors. And I've never seen like so many acronyms and so many different companies I'd never heard of. The space right now uh, is like crowded and becoming even more crowded with a number of like finally a data company to gather, analyze, dashboard and uh, apply new layers of managing your big data because it's it's such a, an incredible industry. Other takeaways are that, you know, TensorFlow is a technology that, you know, Google is pioneering as open source, yet they still control the open source community behind. And TensorFlow is the lingua franca. It's the, the general platform that I feel like most uh, machine learning is being done on. And uh, that that was like a sort of like good to know. I like to know like, all right, you know, where where can I build that's not on sand? What is a technology that I can trust? I'll be around. And uh, it's good because we've been doubling down on some of our experiments with with TensorFlow at, at Whole Whale. And beyond that, um, gosh, you know, I think on the other side is the, the chasm that exists between the, the data and the use of data in, in other fields, such as, you know, everything from uh, you know, the, the life insurance, the pipelines, the cars and, and components uh, that are going on. Uh, and what I see in our sector is just a, a touch of it. And we need to be doing more. We need to, to make these technologies practical. The other piece is the, the need on high tech companies and development uh, groups that are currently working with data that touch communities and, and especially at risk populations. There was a an alarming amount of tone-deaf uses of tech. And to, you know, briefly summarize, you know, hearing about how machine learning is potentially being used to, like, reject life insurance claims, um, how it's being used to, to reinforce policing bias. There are some negative cognitive biases that I think surround and pervade, and they seem obvious, I think, in the social impact world. We're aware that... You know, simply because an area is heavily policed is means that you're going to get imp- increased amounts uh, of reports and further policing, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the danger of these biases and being programmed into our, our social services is that then the algorithm is going to get stronger and and it's going to get uh, it's going to get out of hand. So I, I love that you talk with him. I think that's a little bit of the underpinning of what, what he talks about. Uh, I don't know. I'm rambling a little bit. Jump in with any any thoughts or, or other pieces here. 
Yeah, um, I have a lot of thoughts. I've sort of layered them on top of one another and wrapped them up in a corn tortilla. And God, it just (laughs) taco nostalgia is real. Oh boy. And the best thing about them is that, like, you can eat it with one hand, which means that you can be handing out your business card with another hand. It's the perfect conference food. Uh, episode 87 and 87.5 brought to you by tacos. I am wondering, first of all, it is very curious hearing you talk, tell me about like some of the ways that we are not using tech for good. And, uh, especially based on what, uh, Tim talks about. So I'm really excited that that will be the next podcast because I think that we should be using these tools for good, obviously. And the interesting thing that you mentioned, especially in regards to both data and tech, is a common theme that I heard coming up a lot at South By, and they were approaching it from very much the other side of that coin from the social impact side, which is that tech is an incredible tool. It's an incredible medium. It's an incredible way of getting across that impact chasm, but it's not the other side. It's not the destination and it's not the solution. And how are we using that to, how are we using it uh, as a means of diagnosing the root problem or identifying the symptoms? And I'm wondering if any of that came up uh, as well from uh, from the Strata side. Yeah, so they had various tracks at Strata and I'll admit there were like many that were just like, I was in over my head. I like being in over my head. I like at least knowing what I don't know in broad strokes. And uh, I was awash with that feeling for sure. Um, you know, the the people process product, the components, the three components kind of kept up uh, in sort of a, an undertone, certainly with like every company that was kind of like going up there, you know, the, the chief geek of whatever, talking about it, it wasn't just the fact that they rolled out a, a new machine learning approach to this or that, but it was the way that they were continually talking about the team's that were using it and the ways in which they were using it. That is ultimately where the rubber meets the road. It doesn't matter what you know jargon I'm using; it's not going to get implemented unless the people know it and use it inside. So, you know, putting those cross-functional teams together is part of it. You know, a lot of people kind of echoing a Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, in there. Uh, but I also liked the different varieties uh, of use cases. You know, there was really smart, uh, intelligent data analysis being done around ads and like the potential negative impacts uh, and detracting ads that you may have and misleading data that are out there just because of the the stupid ways that we uh, simplify a lot of ad reporting doesn't necessarily show you if something is maybe detracting uh, from it. You know, there's a really cool session that walked through uh, the data hero that was actually from Blizzard Entertainment, a uh, leading video game organization. Uh, but talking about how uh, they they called it like the data hero is the internal champion and then like the mentor and they like brought it through this entire Star Wars trajectory of like, all right, Luke is here, doesn't believe he's called called to action. He doesn't believe in himself. And the mentor comes along and like and it's like a perfect mirror for how they said, you know, the whatever cool tool tech thing that you're talking about gets implemented. You need that internal hero. And I really uh, I'm really excited to bring that back to to whole whale and the way we think about it with uh, with our clients. So, yeah, just a lot of a lot of ideas bumping into each other in my head right now. As long as Han shoots first, right? We need to be clear on that. He always shoot first. If it's not clear, that's I mean, spoiler, that's how he ends up dying. 
I can do that spoiler. Um, the other <laughs> sagas. The other big thing that is uh, certainly looming large is the the GDPR coming in May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. General data protection. Um, general data. Sorry, I'll get this right. General data protection regulation coming out of um, the EU. And ultimately, this is like applicable mainly to companies that deal with uh, citizens of the EU and their and their data and the sort of like tenets of you know the the protections that you have to afford them, the rights of the user to delete their data, to request uh, information on which data are being collected, and you know what it. At a, I think they would go up to and increasing it to a four percent take on the revenue um, of that group. You know, it, it's something that has a lot of companies paying attention and scared. The EU is a heck of a lot more intent on protecting uh, data than the U.S. But you know, there's definitely going to be some some hangover in in the U.S. around this. And if it's the first time you're hearing about GDPR, do a quick little Google. We'll leave it in the in the show notes for this, of course. But uh, the the big piece to oversimplify it is, you know, don't collect what you can't protect. And so if you find yourself dealing with sensitive data of people and you do not have the confidence in your sort of data architecture, who has access, when, and the backups and uh, those pieces, you know, you, you'd be shocked maybe, even if you followed in, how many different copies and, and where your data are actually stored. So pulling that thread will teach you a lot. It's a good excuse to pull the thread and learn it. Uh, and then maybe deal with some responsible data architecture for your organization and, and stop hoovering up sensitive information that can be used and misused uh, by good and bad alike. So that's, you know, that was the another undertone, certainly because that comes up on May 25th that that rolls out. The important thing to, I think, to note with this is that it's not only for organizations based in the EU, but also organizations that are collecting the data of EU citizens, correct? Exactly. Um, if I yeah. didn't make that clear, like if, you know, uh, so-and-so Joe London is out there cruising around and you, you collect this information in the U.S., you're still beholden to. Um, at first, it seems like this puts it just a giant bullseye on organizations like Facebook and Google uh, for sure. But, you know, there have been uh, a few not-for-profits that got dinged in, in, in the U.K. for this, specifically around data scraping and pulling in information about, you know, uh, unsolicited information and data pairing. So, you know, um, it's becoming a more regulated, less Wild West territory, which I think net-net is a good thing, not bad thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see one of the themes that came up from South by around GDPR was the idea that uh, it may actually be a non-starter for big internet like Facebook and Google and something that uh, the smaller organizations have to worry about a little bit more uh, because they don't have those big internet legal capacities. So, again, things to keep an eye on in, yeah. in 2018. Yeah. Um, another cool thing I ran into uh, was a panel, uh, well, it was a presentation done by uh, one of the head engineers of Text Text.io. And they use machine learning to remove a lot of the biases that come into uh, HR uh, job descriptions and job descriptions in general. And so they uh, have you write it inside of Text.io and then they show you, you know, the, the sort of percent chance that it's going to acquire uh, male versus female applicants uh, or applicants in general. And they make these like slight and small 
editorial suggestions as though it were a spell check, but it's a spell check that uses, you know, millions of points of data, outcomes driven information to use machine learning to, to make you, uh, less bias in hiring. And it's freaking brilliant. Like that's the kind of use that got me excited that really like, you know, gave me some fantastic ideas for the section. So check them out. And we may even hunt them down for, uh, for a podcast at some point, but we'll see. Instead of spell check, it's emotional intelligence check. Yeah, I feel like we could use that on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe just, you know, here or there. That may not be the worst idea. And on that note, I think that uh, any any concluding, any concluding uh, tweet length takeaways from Strata? Yeah, take your head out of the sand and, and get into some deeper waters. Even if you're uncomfortable or unfamiliar with uh, a new technology or new acronym or new new piece coming up, put yourself in that world because, again, the, the new perspective that it's going to bring you in terms of opportunities uh, I, I think is well worth it. Uh, I'm still super excited coming back from that conference, even though I probably only understood about half the stuff. And if it's still kind of scary, uh, there is always a taco. There's an emotional support taco for you. Oh, geez. Don't collect what you can't protect, kids. Keep it on, keeping, keeping it short. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, George. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your podcast. Very nice of you. Uh, <laughs> resources, as always. There was a lot here. Wholewhale.com slash podcast. Episode number 87 and a half, because we're a little frenetic here. This has been Using the Whole Whale, stories of data and technology in the social impact world. Resources, as always, may be found at wholewhale.com slash podcast. Thanks for joining us.